Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, my dear Patrick. Happy birthday to you. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets bent. This is episode 82, and you know what else it is? It's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday episode. And it's also Bradford's birthday, but it's not a birthday episode. But look, he's on the episode. But yeah, he's on the episode, everybody, because me and Bradford, we are going to be talking about my super psycho sweet 16, because what better way to celebrate your birthday than watching really bitchy girls get carved up? That sounds really weird and really misogynistic, but you know what? It's not when I say it. It's cute. It's adorable. You know what? Too much talk, not enough party. In the words of Linnea Quigley, I just want to party, so why don't you just shut up and let's do it, do it, do it, and you know what I mean. In the butt. Why do I keep saying in the butt lately? God! Can you solve the Royan case? The dead of night, 1873. A scream, a cry of murder. Two innocent people slain, and a killer never found. But that's where you come in. The Ryan Case, 1873, is an interactive murder mystery where you are the detective. Time Out New York calls it CSI in the 1870s. For more information or to order tickets, visit www.liveintheater.com or call 212-780-4787. Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode. This is so much fun to have you here with me again. I love it so much. La la la. It's a beautiful day. It's the 1st of May. And that means one thing. That the bitch in the schoolyard across the way is out with her fucking megaphone again. Now those of you who've been listening for a while have heard me bitch about this lady over and over again. Because we live a half a block away from the schoolyard. Yet, I know everything that goes on over there because... Not only does she have a megaphone, the megaphone has a siren. And not only does she have a megaphone with a siren, she has perhaps the most shrill, piercing voice I have ever heard. She's got that thing cranked up to 10, and then she screams into it on top of it. And it's just awful. There's no reason why I should be able to, to know that, you know, Emily has detention tomorrow because of what happened at the water fountain. And I don't know what this bitch has against the water fountain because literally every two minutes, we're always hearing, Brrrr! Stay away from the water fountain! The next person who goes near the water fountain is going to get detention for life! To give you an idea of what this woman sounds like, I just went outside and tried to record her. And it was weird. Like, the second she saw me coming, the kids went inside. And I'm waiting for them to come out again. So maybe, maybe, maybe at some point during this episode, you will get live feed from this schoolyard bitch with the megaphone. 
Because I got to tell you, the entire third grade boys class got five minutes because they refused to get up against the wall. But I want all the boys up against the wall right now. Get up against the wall. If you don't get up against the wall on the count of five, everybody has detention. And of course, it being the first of May, it brings me back to Catholic school because this was May Day. The crowning of the Queen of the May, which was when, well, I remember in grade school, we'd have this big festival to crown this statue of the Virgin Mary. And every year, one special girl would be chosen to be the Queen of the May and get to crown, uh, she would put the crown of flowers on the head of the statue. She'd lead this procession, you know, wearing her pretty communion dress, holding candles and flowers while the rest of us all you know, followed behind her in a mindless herd, caterwauling our way through, bring flowers of the rarest, bring flowers of the fairest, la 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 la. And every fucking year, friggin' Marion Pfeiffer was chosen. Every friggin' year. I mean, come on, Marion fucking Pfeiffer. Ugh. What was, what was so great about Marion Pfeiffer? You know, did her dad you know, like, donate a baptismal? Or something? What the hell were the requirements to get this job? You know? Because clearly it wasn't, you know, age or grades. Like, you didn't have to be the oldest or the youngest or whatever. It wasn't the smartest. You just had to be Marion Pfeiffer. Only people named Marion Pfeiffer were eligible to crown the Statue of the Virgin Mary. You know what? That bitch didn't even do it with any panache. Nothing. Nothing. She just kind of, like, lobbed it on... On the top of the woman. She's just kind of lobbing on top of Mary's head. And then just clump, clump, clump away. You know what? You know, nothing. Nothing. Not even like a grand jeté. Or, or a royal bow. Or, you know, you know, go on point and like do the little swan leg thing away. Do, 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 do. Nothing. Nothing. I would have been brilliant. Rigged. That's what it was. That whole thing was rigged. But am I better? Absolutely. So happy May Day, listeners, to everyone. Happy May Day to everyone out there except fucking Marion Pfeiffer. And the thing that what the thing about Marion Pfeiffer that makes it even worse is that there was nothing to hate about Marion Pfeiffer. I want to hate Marion Pfeiffer. I can made Harry and F- hate Marion Pfeiffer. She was a really nice girl. She was she was not too pretty. She was very sweet. She would just she, she, she was smart and she would let help you with homework and and she was just lovely. She was a lovely girl. And part of the fact that I'm so angry is that I can't hate her. I want to hate you, Marion Pfeiffer, but I can't. <sighs> Maybe that's why they chose you. You have some weird kind of bulletproof thing against my wrath. So <laughs> what else has been going on? Um Oh, oh, oh my goodness. I forgot to talk about this last time because this was amazing. But there was so much stuff to tell you about because of the downtime, you know, during, uh, you know, after my surgery and about the surgery and stuff like that, that this completely slipped my mind. But you have to hear this because this was amazing. Now, I got free tickets to see some show off Broadway through Equity, Actors Equity Association. And to be perfectly honest, I can't even remember the name of it. Or what it was about, because it was like, eh, we it had it really was it was eclipsed by what happened afterwards, and it was really not that great anyhow. So we go to the theater, we're watching the show. Bradford can't do anything without bags of candy. 
he's one of those people. You know, he's the crinkle wrapper paper guy at the live theater and at the movie theater, and everybody loves him for it. So we he just he he had a he had a hankering for jelly beans. He would not be happy until he had jelly beans. So before the theater, we went over to the drugstore. I didn't shit my pants this time though. But anyway, he got some jelly beans, and as we got to the theater, he went to open them, and he took a handful of them. And he's like, "Ew, these are gross." And I looked at them. I'm like, "Bradford, these are jelly beans, but these are lemonhead jelly beans. They're gonna be sour." And he's like, "They're gross. I can't eat them." But did he? Yes. Did he eat the whole bag? Yes, he did. So by the time the show's over, he's like, I don't feel good. I've got a bellyache. Going, oh, poor Bradford. Poor, poor Bradford. Poor, poor, gonna be diabetic soon, Bradford. If he's not careful, Bradford. But then we take the long subway ride home, and he's like, tell me, oh, 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 oh. And then we finally get home. We get to the door of the building. I get inside. Bradford's behind me, and all of a sudden he goes, uh oh. And he stops. And he just turned sideways. And his mouth opened. Just creaked open. You know, like in the original TV miniseries of V when Diana was swallowing the gerbil or whatever that was and her jaw just unhinged like a snake. That's pretty much what happened to Bravard. It went to like 20 times its normal size. And he projectile vomited a rainbow. It was amazing. And the thing... I'm not exaggerating. It went at least 12 feet, like, horizontally, like, straight out. Zing! And then, like, you know, arching down to the ground, it just kind of lost momentum and dropped straight down. I have never seen anything like it before. And I had to wait three days to tell him how amazing it was because he was so sick afterwards he wouldn't have found it funny. And I couldn't laugh at the time. I'm like, you just puked a rainbow. That was the gayest thing I've ever seen. Bravo, Bradford. Bravo. That's my guy. <laughs> rainbow puking motherfucker. I bet Marion Pfeiffer can't puke rainbows. She probably shits rainbows. It's probably what Marion Pfeiffer does. I don't know. Fuck you, Marion Pfeiffer. That's going to be the name of this episode. It'll be episode 82, the birthday episode, plus fuck you, Marion Pfeiffer. Ah! Well, as you heard from the, tra- the, the promo, I'm back doing the Ryan case again. The Ryan case, 1873. Now, for those of you who haven't been listening, the Ryan case, um, it's an interactive murder mystery. Some of you folks have been able to come and see it. Uh, it's done on the streets of New York, and it's recreating a real-life double homicide that happened back in the 1870s, obviously, and it just tore the shit out of New York because it was so savage and so bizarre. And it remained unsolved until now. And I would love for you guys to come and see it. And those of you who've seen it already, there's a new ending now. There's new characters. There's a whole new plot. And uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. We've got a great new cast, and... Um, Please, come and see it. Stephen Culver, I'm looking at you. Skip the matinee of Annie and come see me for a change. Okay, watch me strut my shit. Well, maybe not my shit, because that's just gross. Anyway, if you're interested, head on over to www.liveintheater.com. Check everything out. But, you know, before you go and buy a ticket, talk to me. I might be able to get you comps, because I got connections. Also, I'm back at the Jekyll and Hyde Club. I had my first day of work last week after the surgery. And it's been, it's great. It's been great. It's fun to see the place full. It's fun to see the adults being drunk as the bar is finally open. So also, if you're in the New York area, come and see me at the Jekyll and Hyde Club on 44th Street in Times Square. 
It'll be fun. I'll, you know, freak out your table. Or at least make your, your friends and loved ones really, really uncomfortable that you know me. Before I go any further, I would be remiss not to talk about a very special guy. Now, uh, there's a group, an organization called the Actors Fund. And um, it is designed to help actors in trouble, whatever that kind of trouble might be. It could be financial trouble. It could be unable to get a job or you know, career transitioning out of being an actor or a dancer or whatever. And I've been going there for years. They have a wonderful um, uh, work project thing that's great for sideline careers and things like that. And um, I signed up for uh, a discussion group and I met a man called Tom Lorio. He led the group. And after the, the group finished, the, the six weeks or whatever was finished, he became my personal counselor. You know, I go to see him every week and then over time, less and less. Because this was also when I was coming off the cusp of being crazy. I've talked about that before. Back in 2004, I started suffering from dementia and lost my mind for a while. And for a long time afterwards, even though I was okay, I had a long time dealing it was a long time before I could deal with the fact that I had gotten that crazy and the damage that I had done in my personal life and to my career and getting back into my career. And Tom was a great help during all of that. And um, he became a good friend and he's leaving. The day I'm recording right now is his last day at the Actress Fund and I'm going to miss the living hell out of him because... He was funny, he was smart, he was kind. He got me to open up in ways that I haven't done even with my therapist. And plus, he had a rock in his office that looked like a vagina. And when I told him that, he said, yes, yes it does, I'm well aware of that. I said, good, thank you. So, we were always on the same page. That rock never exploded, though, because, you know, simmer down, folks. It's not all about exploding vaginas. Just, just, just try to be mature for a minute. So anyway, for all the years of help and all the years of support and... Just a great, being a great person to talk to for all this time, I have one thing to say. You, Tom Lorio, are the Scream Queen of the Week. Congratulations, Tom. Congratulations, and I humbly present you with this tiara, which you can never, never have, because you're leaving me, you son of a bitch. No, just kidding. Nobody ever gets the tiara. You win it, but you can't have it. It's, it's like metaphysics. It's like Schrodinger's cat. Just deal with it. Deal with it. Tom, I wish you luck wherever the road may take you, and I hope our paths cross again someday. And um, whenever you look at that rock, that rock with a snatch, think of me. Oh, uh, in terms of other movies that I caught during this uh, period since the last show, I haven't seen much. Uh, I've been really busy and been running around, but I, some of the stuff I've seen has, most of the stuff I've seen, rather, is not really related to the show at all, but I do want to talk about, I saw John Dies at the End. Now, there's been tons of buzz about this movie, and it was either going to be, I'm, it's either going to be an I love it or I hate it kind of situation, and I have to say I loved it. I would love to do a whole segment on it, but the thing is, it's virtually impossible to talk about. Not exactly just for spoilers, but because when you talk about it outside of the movie, it makes no sense. Even when you're watching it, you're going, I have no idea what's going on, but I do. But I don't, but I do. And then something happens, and you're like, okay, now I don't know what's going on. But it's, in a, it's a good way. That's the, the game of the movie, is that you never really have a 
full comprehension of exactly what's coming on so you never know what's uh coming next. I highly recommend it. It just came on Netflix Instant Watch, so you don't have to wait for the DVD like I did. And uh, check it out. Because, um, among other things, it's got a huge dick in it. And that was a surprise. I'm just not telling you where. Because there's nothing better than a surprise penis. I don't know why I said <laughs> Worst Jack in the Box ever. <laughs> so, Brad, Bradford and I got to go to the theater, not once, but twice. Now, first of all, we saw a musical called Hands on a Hard Body. And it sounds like pornography, but it's not. Now, this was based on a documentary that came out in in the mid-90s. And it's an amazing documentary. And I said, how are you going to make this into a movie? Because what it's about, it's about these East Texan... Well, it's an East Texan... uh, East Texas... uh, truck dealer. And every year they have a competition called Hands on a Hard Body. The idea is, you know, 20 or so people are competing to win this truck. And in order to win, you have to keep your hands on it and stand until everybody drops. And it's grueling. This is the documentary I'm talking about. It's grueling and fascinating to watch. First of all, these people are like cartoon characters, and the fact that they exist is fascinating. But there's something about watching these people slowly lose their mind that's engrossing. It's not, this kind of came in before the cuffs of reality shows took off, you know, before the writer strike, the, uh, you know, the screenwriter strike. And so from a modern audience, be like, yeah, yeah, this is just like a reality show. It's not, but not filmed well. Well, you know, they didn't have the things done. But if you can find a copy of Hands on a Hard Body, the documentary, I do highly recommend it. But they made a musical out of it. And guess what, kids? It flopped, which is a shame because it was really, really quite good. And unfortunately, the other show Bradford and I got to see is also closing. Uh, It was called The Testament of Mary. And it was a very controversial show. Very controversial show because it's, it's, you know, about the Virgin Mary. And it's her point to view on everything. And it is not particularly pretty. And people don't like to hear from her. Because basically, in the Bible, you don't hear from the Virgin Mary at all. There's no opinions on anything. She just kind of drops out of the story. So... She finally gets to speak after all these years. And it's really sad uh, because it's a woman who's trying to figure out, you know, dealing. Well, no, it's a woman who's trying to deal with losing her son, not once, not twice. Not once, but twice. Once to something that she doesn't quite understand. You know, as he starts to grow up and starts to become this other person that she doesn't know anymore, who rejects her all the time. Art thou my mother, all that business. And what woman, what art thou to me? All those horrible things that Jesus said to her. And also then finally watching him die for a cause that she doesn't really understand either. Not fully, because nobody does, because it's God. Jesus is the only one who kind of knew what was going on. And it's really, really wonderful to watch. And it sparked a lot of controversy, not just because it's content, because the, but also because the Virgin Mary got naked at one point. And, you know, it's a shame that became a big thing because it was really nothing. It was about as innocent as it could be. After the crucifixion, she's... You know, freaks out and does the Carrie bathing thing. You know, like Carrie after the prom, which is like, ah, I can blow on me. Ah, you know, it's a big deal. Big deal. Anyway, Fiona Shaw, the star who's brilliant, did not get a Tom, Tony nomination, even though it was a limited run, it's closing. But are we here to talk about Broadway shows? No. Because it's Bradford's and I, my birthday. We have the same birthday, as many of you know. And why do we have the same birthday? Because we're that fucking adorable. 
That's why. So that's why we're talking about what we're talking about today. And that, of course, is super. My Super Psycho Sweet 16, which was recommended by the folks over at the Hysteria Continue podcast. Hysteria Continues podcast. And the reason this snuck, this always seems to sneak up on me. I always forget the holidays are coming. And, you know, like, and our birthday and stuff like that. So when it comes to the show, I'm always like, oh, fuck, I forgot Easter. I should have talked about an Easter movie. Oh, fuck, I should have talked about a Valentine's Day movie. But this one I remember just in time. So once again, I have those guests that I have pre-recorded in the can. They're going to have to wait for another two weeks. Because, so, you know what? Fuck you. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Not Marion Pfeiffer's birthday. My fucking birthday. And Bradford's. But mostly my fucking birthday. Bradford's turning 50. Oh, my God. But mostly it's my birthday. Mine, 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 mine. So, let me shut up and let's get down to business. Let's play some birthday music and talk about a birthday movie. Movie? What's movie? That's like movie with an umlaut. It's a German movie. Movie? Anyway, shut up, Patrick. Start the show. And go. Friends are gonna freak when they find out I reopen the roller dome. Who wants to party? But things don't go as planned. What the WTF is she doing in my sweet 16? I just saw your ex floating in the hole with the sky. Roger. They are not hooking up. You actually like that loser? What, do you have serial killer fetish or something? The only reason Greg would talk to a psycho like you is if he felt sorry for you. Madison's party is about to go from super to psycho. Chloe? <laughs> you psycho skate, you ruined my party! It wasn't me! It's my father. This October. Everyone's invited. It's like the party of the year. No one escapes. You can't ruin my birthday. No one can ruin this night. My super psycho sweet 16. So I'm a bully. I'm a huge bitch. I don't deserve to die for that. All right, kiddies, as many of you already know, this is the big birthday episode. What, what, boom, boom, in your bop, bop, boom, 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 boom. And as a result, we are going to be talking about my super psycho sweet 16, for which you just heard the trailer. Now, first of all, I wanted to apologize because I said on the Facebook page that I would be doing a crapshoot uh, edition 
about the British movie Storage 24. Well, you know, as I said in the very first episode, rule number one, a queen has the right to change his mind. But, you know, we just ran out of time because, you know, Bradford got a tummy thing, and then the other night I got a tummy thing, and then I got another tummy thing, and then as a result, then I had another freaking high school reunion, which is not a story for right now. But as a result, I just ran out of time, yo. So we're just going to be talking about this movie. And it's great because we've got the whole gang here. We've got Sebastian the Cat chewing on the cord of the microphone. We got Tyler Pusscat over there on the bed licking his butt. But wait a minute, somebody's missing. Wait a minute, we have somebody, what, me, Sebastian Tubb, oh my gosh, I completely forgot, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is my pleasure to introduce to you the other birthday boy, the amazing, the crazy, Mr. Brad! Yay! How you doing, Mr. Brad? I'm wonderful. How are you? It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Shut up. Wait. What? I'm older. Yes, you are older. Now you're, getting, you're getting loud. You gotta bring it down. Bring it down. Keep it. Keep it at this level. Yeah. I'm. 48. Yes, you are. Plus nine. Anyway, Bradford Bradford and I are here. The whole family's here. We've got a cocktail, and we're going to be talking about a scary movie. What do I do with my notes? Uh, Bradford, take over for a second while I go find my notes. No, 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 no. I'm no good. Okay, found my notes. Anyway, the movie we're talking about, as I said, is MTV's made-for-TV movie, My Super Psycho Sweet 16. Now, some people are like, well, why didn't you cover Happy Birthday to Me for your birthday episode? And that's fine and everything. Oh, it's so well, done already. It's been done already. And, you know, it's kind of depressing. And the folks over at the Hysteria continue to this was lots and lots of fun. And I figured I want to have fun at my birthday party, right? Right, Bradford? Yeah, especially for my 52nd birthday. <laughs> He's just going to keep spitting out random numbers. You don't have to figure out. When you average them all together and then divide it by 63 and add your body weight minus the size of your dick, then you'll come up with his actual age. Stop. I told everybody it's my 49th. I know. I don't know what's happening anymore. Okay, so Bradford, would you like to... You know, no, what about six, Sweet 16? What about I mean, Sweet 16? My question is... When did cotillions suddenly become all about the girl and having fun, et cetera, et cetera, instead of their parents presenting them to social society to introduce them to a very good, healthy stock man? In other words, when did it become about, you know, offing your daughter off on somebody else? Well, instead of offering like, your daughter, yeah, to somebody else. wealthier, so that you get more money into the family. I don't know, Bradford. I don't know. And figure, like, leave the southern guy to bring up cotillions. I've never been to a cotillion, so I wouldn't know. Well, they're more work, are they? Because this I looks mean, like a lot of work. Well, there's more work for the girl, and and pressure on her to be pretty and attractive, right, and. Sure. She's being sold off. That's so, true. So, because basically, this, yeah, this, I, you know, the father is like. 
Look good, bitch. Yeah, so she's like the yeah, she's gotta be like the best new car that she can be. Whereas with these sweet sixteens, apparently the whole goal is to be based on this movie, is to be a bitch and a whore. And get all the presents and from get, your dad. Get everything that you want and make everybody else feel horrible so that you feel better about your insecure little life. Well, and that's not just this movie. This was the whole MTV Sweet 16 series yeah. that it was based off of. Yeah, no, we didn't really watch My Super, my super Sweet 16. Uh, I saw clips of it every now and then and it made me want to vomit. However, we did watch its spinoff show, My, Sweet, my Super Sweet 16 in Exile. And if you remember, Mr. Brad, that was when they took the bitches, like the biggest bitches of their season, and basically their parents said, you're cut off, and not only you're cut off, we're like shipping you I off know. to... I'm explaining to them. Oh. Shipping them off to like middle of nowhere Africa so you can li- live in a hut made out of poop. And then they cried, and they, oh my God, I can't believe I've been... My parents are... Been, they cut me off. And then half of them come back and go... Oh, oh my God, that was that was, that was so you know so wonderful that you did that. We're gonna give you all your your stuff back. Yeah, it's true. And then you know, but the thing is, at that point, no one's gonna date you now because you're gonna be that mud poop hut girl. Poop, <laughs> poop. <laughs> did you actually hear that a truck literally drove through that pause? I don't know if that came up. A microphone, but we were quiet for so long that a truck drove by outside. Here it comes again. <laughs> and it caused Patrick to blow water out his nose. I did not, no. I've been yes, having, you did. I, I did. I, I've been having problems with my nose douche, but, you know, that's another story. I had nose surgery. I got to nose my, douche my hose, my nose. I got to douche. <laughs> Douching the hose and the nose. And I've been douching uh, my hose in all the wrong places. places. Douching my... Are we talking about a movie? Are we doing yeah. a show? What's happening here? We digress. We did digress. Okay, so Bradford, let's let's start to talk about the plot. Now, try to summarize our way through the plot before we get into the notes. Okay, now, how's it start? It starts with... A flashback to an... Eh, wrong already. Okay, Bradford, you smell. Okay, it starts actually in the now. Okay, this is terrible. Come on, really? That is actually not Bradford's ass. That is a truck outside. Come on. I don't think we're going to... I know, we'll just... We'll, we'll muddle through the way we can. Okay, so you know what? All right, fine. We're just going to muddle through, and we're going to pretend that any noises that sound like... <laughs> came from the truck outside. Okay? We agree? This is a no-fart day. This is no, for no farting on our birthday. Well, we can, but you can't. Well, I'm not going to fart in the microphone today. No, really? They're going to be so disappointed. They've come to expect that every time that you're on. We can make no promises. Anyway, <laughs> nobody ever farts in our microphone. Nobody ever calls up and farts on the telephone. Please, never mind. I didn't say that because now I'm going to be getting all these voicemails that are just farts. We're talking about a movie. Okay, so the movie opens. There's this abandoned roller disco, and the main character... <laughs> Seriously? 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 <laughs> this show is going away. to be 85 hours You're gonna have to add it. long. Will I? Will I? It's already like 30 day, day, 30, 30 day days late. Have another drink, Patrick. Okay, no, so we're, we're open up, and Madison, who's the girl who's having the party, she's like, like, she's arriving at this abandoned roller disc, and she's like, oh my god, this is the place I have to have. I am so reopening the roller dome. And the other girl's like, oh my god, I can't believe you're doing this after all those bad things that happen here. 
flashback to the bad things that happened here. Take it away, Mr. Brad. And we flash back to six years earlier. Or ten years earlier. It doesn't matter. And there's a birthday party going on between the guy and this girl and playing around and all this stuff. And the Lord of the Rink comes out looking all perfect with a cake. And it suddenly felt like Stitcher. Stitches. Stitches. Yeah, actually, yes. It was a birthday party gone very right. Yes, because as you said, like the Roller Dome, its signature character was the Lord of the Rink, and that was the owner, this this relatively, seemingly mild-mannered man named Charlie Rotter. And he... It's got a whole kind of knight theme, you know, whole like Camelot theme. So he's this little king with a little mask, and he presents the, the cake. And he's the kid is one of these like sixteen year old douches. And basically, he mouths off, he smashes the cake, and is a total dick. And then later that night, him and his slutty girlfriend break into the roller rink to do all kinds of horrible things, like mostly have sex with each other, each other on wheels. In the middle of the rink. In the middle of the rink. I'll go rolling all around. <laughs> And oh my god, this is so annoying because the, I just, okay, so this guy is a douche. You can't wait for this guy. He's in a rancid t-shirt. Rancid fans, ugh. Anyway, he's wearing a rancid t-shirt and instead of just having sex, they do what they do. Every couple, every girl does, I should say, in every horror movie. She's like, no, we're not going to have sex now. You have to go be like, catch me, catch me, la la. Fuck you. Do people really do this? Now, Bradford, can you imagine, like, if you, like, brought home a trick and all of a sudden he's like, catch me, catch me. Yeah, I would be looking for my watch, my my uh, wallet. Uh, Thank you. That's, that's true. The, that's true. I'd be, like, the be like, okay, girl, you need to come out again. Be like, it is time for you to go. You are there tweaked are no... out there. Catch me, catch me. There's nobody chasing you. Tweakalicious. Sit down. So anyway, this doesn't go well. They're both killed by Charlie Rotter. Unfortunately, there's a witness. The daughter. His little sweet 16-year-old daughter, Sky, who called the police and she's crying, I'm sorry, Daddy. I'm sorry, Daddy. And they carved him away. It turns out he didn't just kill these two horrible children, but he's killed several over the past few months or so. And they're in the basement in a barrel. In the barrel in the basement. Everything's a thong today. Yeah, so this is all a big deal. And then I think there's a fire. No, I said there's a car accident when he's being taken away or something. Uh, he's he's hauled off to jail, convicted. And then they are moving him between prisons. Mm-hmm. And there's a big fire. And, the car, and supposedly he died in the car, but the body was never found. And uh, and there you go. Okay, now we flash forward to the present. And now we are, uh, the main character is his daughter, Skye. And she's kind of like that alternative chick girl. No, the main character is Madison, the one having the party. Okay, you're right. The central character is totally Madison. And Skye just keeps like barging in, like trying to put the focus on her. But she's such a loser. Nobody really wants her to watch her. They're just watching her to get to Madison's party, right? I don't know what I'm saying. Well, she's the total retard of the world. She's the total retard of the world. But unfortunately, she gets the most camera time because she probably was, like, fucking the director. That's probably true. That's his, what, these are things that Madison would say. Uh, I'd like to I'd say uh, things that Madison would say for 500, Alex. And the cats are going bananas. What is happening? This is the worst show ever. This is the worst show ever. Uh, things Madison would say? Uh... 
toast to me. You toast to me. <laughs> she would say things like serendips or what the WTF. God, the, the I really got a kick out of Madison. And Madison was played by, I don't remember the actress's name. I had that on the list somewhere. But she was in the Friday the 13th remake and she was the one with the perfect nipples. Bradford didn't see it. She, you know, there was a whole guy who was like, oh my God, your nipples are perfect. Your nipples are amazing. Your nipples are just the most amazing things. Well, we don't see her nipples in this, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, her, her use of modern slang and her abuse of modern slang, like, it's bad enough to have bad English, but when you're using slang incorrectly, you're really stupid. But, you know, she's the kind of girl in this kind of movie that you just love to hate. Yes, she's a bitch. She's got her little circle of psychophantic mini bitches around her and they're the kind of prom girls like from 80s movies that you just can't wait to die because that's what the whole movie's about. Yeah. Revenge, revenge. And so anyway, I don't know, there's all this kind of romantic nonsense and for me, this all went on too long. Like she's, I, there's a whole... I agree. I mean, there's a whole teen romance thing. It's actually, the whole thing is the plot of Pretty in Pink. She's got a sidekick that might as well be Ducky. John Cryer from Pretty in Pink. And um, there's one of the rich kids. Oh, uh, Madison's ex-boyfriend all of a sudden starts paying attention to Skye. And then Skye finds out and she starts torturing her. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, get to the party. So we can start seeing some people die. I mean, it's cute and everything. But I guess that had a pad at the time for you know, a two-hour running time on TV. So uh, this got a little long. But it, didn't mind. it wasn't awful because the characters in this are, are quite engaging. Yeah, yeah. You know, for a modern horror movie, which, you know, Brad hasn't seen, you know, this is not his genre, but, you know, as many of you know, the goal in most modern horror movies is to make the characters as obnoxious as possible so that you can't wait for them to die. Now, granted, I just said Madison is obnoxious, but she was the right kind of obnoxious. She was supposed to be obnoxious, and it was fun obnoxious. Yeah. I agree. Good answer, Bradford. Okay, so... But here's the thing for me. Mm-hmm. Is... That when you sit down to watch a teen horror movie, mm -hmm. it's about the kind of sexual energy that kind of exudes. And okay. to me, there's like the jocks and the popular people, the, the pot smoking risk takers that uh -huh. kind of get you excited because they're... Out there banging the girls and et cetera. Oh, okay. And I don't know where we're going, but please continue. Then there always seems to be like, you know, the virgin. Yes. Well, these are stock and, characters. Yes. And so every time a movie gets kind of heated up and you're like, ooh, and you're just, and it's about ready to break into some sort of porn scene. What? They, they kind of take a, a different approach and it suddenly becomes like American Pie. So you've got this. Just to pull between the sex in this movie, yes, okay. or in general, in general. just in general, the 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 characters that are um, really making out, and the ones that are kind of looking to make out and trying to cut, devise a way to okay. to make out. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. And the exciting part is usually that the jock is really. The go-getter. In this play, though, or in this movie, mm -hmm. um, the jock was stout on me. He was, he, he was out making out with 
Sky. Sky. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, oh, I know. I have to go and do the right thing and go to Madison's party. Mm -hmm. And... Oh no, Sky! I really like you. And oh, mm -hmm. Sky! I really like you. Oh well, no, you need teen angst. But it was a total wuss out. Well, especially after that line that you liked so much uh, about him sleeping. His yes, because yeah. Sky kept going. Sky kept going. I, I, why do you like me? Why? I don't believe this is right. You're, you're, you're gonna dump me. You're. This is a game. You're, you're gonna make me a laughing stock. And he's like, no, no, no. And he's finally, he's like. Yeah, you're right. I uh, I've been fucking my way alphabetically through all the girls in the school and <laughs> and up to R, which is yeah. your last name. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Well, you know, there's only so much I think in Shell Bradford because it is a made-for-TV movie, even if it's cable. Does but I understand what your point. You wanted some getting it on. You wanted some people getting it on. All right. Well, so and and well, the, on, the excitement part of it is to me is when. Those people that I wanted to be in school, those jocks that I wanted to be and, yeah. and stuff, start getting slashed away. Okay, all right. So That's so kind of more of the excitement. Oh, look, he's getting his just dessert. Yeah, you get that. Uh, get, um, and, and the innocent ones are like, you know, get usually get it on at the last minute or something. Or maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. Okay, I see what you mean. You want, You like that... Like the nerd revenge thing. Yes. Yes. Like the yes. That the, your your real life, your real life. You kind of imposing over the movie. I totally get that. So, um, okay. So back to the movie. Anyway, to put it in a nutshell, it's finally Madison's party, and there's an uninvited guest. I mean, besides Sky, there's also somebody who's wearing that exact same King of the Rink, Lord of the Rink outfit, and he's hacking his way through Madison's clique. One by one by one. And I have to say, Bradford, this movie was surprisingly gory for a made-for-TV movie. True. I like the bathroom scene. I, I like the bathroom scene. Of course you did. Of course you did. First of all, I just wanted to say, they said they had this great little... There were several Carrie-esque moments in this, like things that were total lift, uh, lifted from Carrie. One of them was the getting ready montage, um, which... Completely paralleled one they had in Carrie, even to the fact where the Ducky character dresses in a t-shirt that's got a tux printed on it, like the beak does in Carrie. But the high point or low point of the uh, getting ready montage was when Madison puts this tiara on her head. And you know how I feel about tiaras, Bradford. I'm like, I get yes. it. I get it. It's a sweet 16. But you know what? She had an ugly, tiara, cheap, tiny tiara. And at that point, I'm like, bitch, you deserve whatever you get. For putting that thing on your head on national television and looking like you all that. Because you know what? You ain't all that. That ain't even a tiara. That's like a barrette. It's like an overgrown barrette with rhinestones on it. That's right. Rhinestones. Whore. That and her friends come up to tell her that Sky mm. has crashed the party Mm. And is dancing with her bow. She's not dancing with him. They're skating. They're skating. Oh yeah, skating. Sorry, They're skating. Because it's the roller dome, and I had to say, I forgot to mention this in the or in the uh, flashback scene. They had an awesome use of Chumbawamba. I get knocked down. Dome. I'm again. Well, you're never gonna get me down. I'll get knocked down. I'm like in the, the roller the dome. The roller dome. 
You can roll in the dome, and I don't know what that means. But yeah, so I mean, there's all that. So they're all like, oh my god, I can't believe it's at the parties. We had to play tricks on her to get her to go home. Which gets all the bitchy girls to separate. So they can get massacred. Yeah. And so they devise a plan to throw a cocktail onto Skye. Get yeah. her to go into the bathroom. Safety girl says no. And she doesn't like that. Yeah. Then get hosed down with the fire extinguisher and have to be running off. Yeah, it was kind of lame. But granted, this was devised by Chloe, who was the stupidest of her stupid friends. <laughs> <laughs> and she had some stupid friends. And this was one of my favorite parts of the movie. This girl Chloe's waiting in the bathroom for Sky to come in with the uck on her dress so that she can hose her off with the damn thing. And she's sitting on the toilet bowl. With the thing, and she's, I just looked at Brad from like, I have never seen somebody so happy to be sitting on the toilet bowl. I mean, this girl was beaming for days. Beaming and I just. I am sitting on the toilet in the roller dome. I'm waiting for Skyrider because I want her to, to go, go home. <laughs> Turns out she doesn't she doesn't squirt sky, she squirts the killer who then bashes her head in with the fire extinguisher. And this wasn't particularly gory, but it was particularly violent. I mean, he used to hit her like blood all over the He hit her like 12 times, and I'm like, you're bashing this girl's brains in, and I don't think she has any. (laughs) She was really stupid, but I liked her. But in general, like, he's making her way through these cast, these awful girls, and her, you know, their awful dates, and some of the scenes were surprisingly tense. There was the girl who had sex with Ducky, or whatever she did with Ducky. Well, he's locked up in the basement. Ducky gets beaten up by the bullies and locked up in a cage in the basement. You mean dirt? I'm calling him Ducky. Ducky, all right. Because I don't remember his damn name, and for me, he was Ducky. He was the Ducky substitute. And meanwhile, the other guy, Brig, was Blaine... It's not a name, it's a major appliance. I'm quoting Pretty in Pink. Bradford has no cultural references, but that's okay. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Too bad. I'm drunk. And it's my birthday! It's my birthday! And, um, yeah. There's a scene where one her less obnoxious friend, Lily, gets, you know, chased, A, by the prom present car, and then it, uh, chased all around the parking lot and up and down the staircases. Oh, that's cool. really, really tense! <laughs> yeah, Lily was the, Lily was the, uh, um... Black sheep of her friends mm-hmm. in that, well, in that she was the one that that let Sky into the party. She's working like wanted, a double agent. Yeah, she's exactly. totally stealth on us. Totally got completely smashed. It's <laughs> right there. And then <laughs> threw herself at poor little Ducky while he's locked in the cage. Yes. And she she even said this. She was like, "Listen, I'm really drunk." So this would be a really good time for you to take advantage of me. I'm so drunk. I'm so drunk. And then he's like, but, but, but. He's like, listen, this this is never going to happen again. I really advise that this would be the time for you to start feeling me up. And I like that. Safety Girl appreciates that kind of practicality and directness. Absolutely. And so this was the thing, too. Even though that she was one of the bitchy girls, and even though the bitchy girls are bitchy, I was sorry to see them go because I was having fun with them. Which is a, a, a nice trait for a slasher movie. It's nice to not go, oh, rather than, yeah, all the time. Hi, cat. What? Sebastian is freaking out because nobody is paying attention to him. 
Oh, and then, oh gosh. And then, of course, like the other girl, the other girl, the, the leader of the bitch girl, of the bitch sidekick. She's going looking for Chloe, who's, uh, who's already dead in the bathroom. Because she's like, oh my God, it's not totally working. This guy's totally still here. Oh my God. OMG. And she goes in the bathroom and she doesn't find her. And so she pees. And, we get and to- she sits on the little toilet. Uh, and it looked at, it, it reminded me of our friend. Hey baby, everything does. But you know, I watched it and I said, because of course, we already had one scene on the toilet, but we can't have any horror movie without somebody peeing. What is that? Why is somebody always having to relieve themselves in horror movies? I'm sorry, when somebody does that in a Meryl Streep movie, somebody send that to me. Send me that clip. I want to see Meryl Streep squatting over something in her next movie. Whatever that might be. So, so then she senses that something might not quite be right, and she has to get down and look under the stall well, and find coming through. Yeah, and finds out that her friend has been bludgeoned to death, bludgeoned, and comes, jumps out, and comes. Trying to roller skate out of the bathroom. Uh, in what must be the, the movie's signature scene. This is the scene everybody talks about. Now, first of all, tell me about the sushi cake, Bradford. Well, the first sushi cake was not appropriate, and so she had to have her father go out Wait. and get a brand new sushi cake. What was wrong with the first sushi cake? I don't remember, but... Okay, Madison wanted a sushi cake, and her father got her a cake that looked like sushi. So she has one of those My Super Sweet 16 flip-outs, screaming bitch. She's like, I wanted a cake made out of sushi flown in from Tokyo, and all around the world, like, right now, so get it, get it, daddy, get it, daddy. So he goes and get her her sushi cake. So she's having her big grand entrance, which actually this was totally shot like Harry. Completely really? shot like Harry. Because it goes into slow motion, Madison's coming down the... The runway, the cake is being brought out. Meanwhile, you see Sky noticing that something's wrong. She sees Olivia, you know, skating out of the bathroom. Because, by the way, this girl, you know, they're all on roller skates the whole movie. So this girl finds the dead body and she's roller skating back into the party to tell everybody. And it goes into slow motion. And it goes on for a really long time. So, you know, something's going to happen. And it keeps flashing back between all of it, everybody looking at Madison. Uh huh, and it's and just the, like the, before the pig blood came daughter, down. Blah, 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 She's the, the biggest whore in the entire school. <laughs> She's just like me. If I the told her to go after whatever she wanted and to never stop going after it. And so she's just like me. Blah, 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 blah. And the cake is coming out. Mm. And Olivia's coming around the corner. And it's the legs stretched out back. You know, the big sprint run. On wheels. Whoop! What happened? Across the neck. Head goes rolling off mm-hmm. on the she floor. She got axed in the neck face. She did. She got decapitated. Yes. But what but happened? That forward motion of the body still continued. And a body in motion tends to, to stay, stay in, in motion. motion. Thank you, Captain Mr. Science Man. 
Mr. Wizard, that's what I meant to say. I, I, I don't know why, but the arms seem to go out like Jesus like on the cross. I can't, well, oh, I didn't even catch that symbolism. <laughs> symbolism. And the she body got, straightened out, but kept rolling. Kept on rolling, rolling, rolling. rolling. <laughs> Keep that dead girl rolling. Spewing blood like a spigot <laughs> off the top. Blip, 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 blip. And right into the cake. <gasps> the sushi cake? The sushi cake. No, well, what did Madison Well, everybody starts screaming, but how did Madison react? <laughs> oh my god, my cake! My sushi cake. cake! Not my dead friend. <laughs> Not, oh my god, someone just decapitated someone at my party. It's your true colors and says, my sushi cake, which would be the drag queen equivalent of my hair. So, <laughs> meanwhile, everyone else sees the head rolling, sees the cat, screams, and then it suddenly becomes like the blob, and everybody starts running out of the theater. It is like the blob. And Madison and of is going, this is a total prom no, don't leave, don't leave, the party's not over, uh -huh. the party's That's not That's what it was, over. that's why I wrote that down. That's why I wrote that down. Uh, I was I wrote down bar mitzvah at this point. I didn't know why, and now I remember because when I used to bartend for a uh, a coat. You know what? We'll save the story for him. Let's get to the movie. Never mind. Now I ruined the flow. I might as well tell the story. Okay, so I used to uh, this kosher um, facility and high end. So there was one particular bar mitzvah that this mother booked everything. Every possible act, every possible, you know, video game, every possible, of you know, like, event thing, every, like, every band. She had, like, six bands going at any one time. She had, like, cheerleaders and, like, dancers all day long. There were so many things to do and so much food and so much drink that even though she booked the thing for eight hours, the guests were, were totaled after about three. So... Even though she booked it till two o'clock in the morning, by nine, everybody's going home. And just... Like Madison in this movie, she was sitting this yelling at everybody. She's like, nobody's leaving. This room is booked till 2 o'clock and everybody's going to have fun, fun, fun. But everybody's gone. So, of course, there's mountains of food. And we're just standing there. And she's just like, nobody is clocking out. I paid for you to be here till 2 o'clock. Don't you even touch that food. I will stand there and watch them throw in that goddamn dumpster before I let you sons of bitches have it. This is my party. Actually, it's your son's party. Shut up! <laughs> so that was my real life correlation. The other thing I thought at this point, the axe comes swinging out and it is like this really ridiculous Kevin Kangas looking axe. And if you saw Fear of Clowns, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's like some really ridiculous, like heavy metal music video axe. And I'm like, why would he have that axe? Why would that axe be sharp? And then I remembered... The whole place had a Camelot theme. And I'm like, okay, now I get it. Still, why would it be sharp? But you know what? Why is any of this happening? And then this is a great showdown in the basement. We're not going to reveal who the killer is. It's fun. It's fun. Although the killer has a great line about, you know, when he asks, when, when he's yes. asked why he's doing this, and he says, I'm doing, because I noticed earlier on that this has got to be specific there's got to be a reason for this because he's not just killing random people at the prom he's killing specifically madison's friends so this is targeted and he and we turned out that it's absolutely right because the killer says i'm doing this because madison always gets what she wants but tonight she's gonna get, get what she, she deserves. deserves to which i said right on 
Killer King, who kind of looked like the Burger King King guy. It would have been creepier if it was the Burger King. Oh, the yeah, Burger King the plastic clown face. With the plastic yeah, head. that's terrifying. Oh, exactly. That would have been terrifying. I would have shit my pants again, but not in the drugstore. Shut up. Shut up. Oh, so he did. He did. He shut up. So I gotta say, I got a huge kick. Absolutely. Out of my Super Psycho Sweet 16. I didn't really know what to expect. Actually, I was a little disappointed at first because I thought it was going to be like more of a spoof. So you're not going to talk about the ending? What? Oh, yeah. There's an actual, at the at very end, they even have a tag. Final scene. Shock scene. That's like the final ta- shock scene in Carrie. It was a lot like Carrie. Yeah, the- but you know, they just kind of go into the whole thing. Like they reference that, they reference prom night, which totally makes sense. Even though none of those things happen in Sweet 16. But, you know, fuck it. I don't care. It's all the same. It's all these writs du passage, as we said in English class back in the day. Now, the funny thing, Robert, um, the director of this movie, when he was approached to do it, yes, he thought it was a horrible, horrible idea and said no. And then he watched my super sweet 16 and said, I'm doing this. <laughs> I want to kill these girls. <laughs> now, Bradford, the other thing he did, he actually, the director, I believe, no, I'm sorry. The director did um, a movie called The Signal and I wanted you to watch that a long time ago because it's filmed in Atlanta. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh. Because uh, Bradford loves everything in Atlanta because he'd be like, oh, I know what that building is and we'll have like 25 minute story about that building and that mailbox and because he's good like that. It's, it's like history and stuff. Shut up. But anyway, I thought the movie was going to be more of a spoof. Off the bat, so it took me a while to adjust the fact that we're going through the basic teen angst stuff and lots of it. But overall, for me, for TV movie, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And a likable cast, which I enjoyed. And what was I going to say? Although the, and her, and her was, boyfriend kind of reminded me of Fred from Scooby-Doo. The big Nordic blonde guy. Yeah. <laughs> All he needed was an ascot. Well, that's what I was saying. He was kind of the letdown. He was kind of a letdown. And he was that... And... I don't know character. I'm the hero. Yes. And he didn't even save the day in the end. So fuck him. Fuck that guy. Fuck you, Brig. What kind of a name is Brig, anyway? Brigadoon. Brigadoon. It always comes back to musical theater, Bradford. Thank you. Thank you. That's just the way it is. Thank you. Thank you. What other notes did I have? I had some other note on here. Blah, blah, blah. I think I talked about everything. Catch me. Catch me. I fucking hate that. Oh, my God. And and the line you said earlier, that that Madison's line, what the WDF just reminded me of that sorority email that went out recently with it, a oh, totally fucking fucking Yes, what the W... Yes, actually, yes. I could totally see Madison... As well as Brittany Matthews reading that letter. But unfortunately, Madison is not going to go to college. No. No, she's not. Because she's going to go to go the Barbizon School of Modeling. So she can be a model and just look like one. Uh, I don't know what happened there. He probably didn't have those commercials. That was, oh my god, that's what we forgot. There's, they torture poor little Skye when they find out that she's... Um, going to you know that she's that, that that basically 
that she's Brig, going out with Brig. No, not even. Brig was looking at her in the fucking hallway, in the stairwell, rather. And they're like, and the, they, I don't know, they decide to have to torment her. And the, the Scott's swimming in the pool, la, 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 and she gets out of the pool, la, 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 and she goes into the locker room. Into the locker room, and she stabs in a big puddle of blood on the floor. And of course, I look at him, he looks at me, and we're both like, ew, gross, there's blood on the floor of the girls' locker room, ew, and then we giggled, and then we're like, we're 12 years old, we're 12-year-old children boys, we're so immature. Well, and she the got fact period that, on her foot, ew. And, <laughs> and then, she starts walking away, and you just see the footprint, and I'm like, oh, ew, no. Ew, like, ew, ew, <laughs> And I'm thinking, ew. how many times did they have to film this to... Get these little footprints of bloop, bloop, No, Well, somebody has a heavy flow. That's all I gotta uh, say, because we're 12. Your aunt. You know what bothered me about your this Your aunt flow. My aunt flow. You know what bothered me about this movie? The girl in the silver wig. Oh, yeah, you kept saying it. I didn't notice she her. She drove me she crazy. Was, I don't know why this bothered me, but at the party, there, there is a waitress, waitress who's wearing this cheap-ass silver foil wig, and you never see her face. That's because half of it's down over her face, too. I think it was like cousin the, it, but... I realize that, but the thing is, it was so sparkly and so shiny that every time it was on, you know, I'm like a magpie. I'm like, ooh, sparkly, shiny. I'm looking at it, and then I'm like, she's going to be important later. She's nope. going to be involved. No, nope. no, it just like was cheap-ass costuming. And every time she came on, I'm like, I want to see her get, you know, her, her wig ripped off. And nor was, brain the, fallout nor was the lipstick dyke in the uh, DJ booth particularly important either, but they kept looking up at her with the big tit. I mean, I'm wondering if maybe she was completely a lipstick dyke. Maybe. I'm wondering big if she was somebody. I mean, she might have been somebody. She might have been like some celebrity DJ the way she got featured. But you know who would have been great? If they were going to have a big lesbian DJ? The lunch lady? From the, mo the most popular girls in school? She would have been so good. <laughs> uh, Lady Tater Tots. Lady Tater Tots. She would have been amazing. <laughs> uh, I don't know what else to talk about this movie, but I want to thank Justin and the crew over at the Hysteria Continues podcast for uh, getting it to me through the baby Jesus and and for recommending it to me because it was fun. It was much more fun than Happy Birthday to me is. Not that I don't love it, but it is kind of a downer. And this movie was great for my 51st birthday. Yes, and it had gay camp value, as does his 59th birthday. It is not my 59th birthday. I'm sorry. I, get, I don't know what this game is anymore. I'm very confused. You know what was funny? We have Time Warner Cable. And when you have Time Warner Cable, they have video on demand. And we hate it. We love the service, but the thing is, when you have the service and you like accidentally like don't, if you put it on pause for too long or whatever, it'll go back to Time, this. Time, cable. It'll just go back to this like thing on or on on or on a loop, and it's so annoying yeah. because they just keep saying the same things over and over with the same like four bars of music. And the other day, like we were yelling about it and we wound up doing the whole thing. Keep going. The place to be, you have you can start over. Replay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this 
Ladies and gentlemen, or how Patrick and I spend our evenings together Every in day. bed. Every day. That's what we do. We imitate television things. Ding, 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 I would like it. On demand. I would like to point out to you that it is 3.30 on a Monday and we're both drunk now, so this <laughs> Happy birthday! It's not even a birthday yet. Not for two days. But I gotta get this show out, yo. Because it's already late. Well, for, for my 50th birthday... Shh. We will go. It starts on Cinco de Mayo well, and go all the way through next the weekend. Week. It's totally correct. So it's our birthday week. And you know, if you can't decide how old you are, it can go on for as long as you want. That's right. Uh huh. Mother's Day, by the way, canceled this year in honor of our birthdays. So, you know, no mistake in our birthday, you know, forgetting our birthdays because of freaking Mother's Day. No, I'm busy because I have to go see my mom. Mother's Day is officially canceled. You heard it here first. Sorry, Mama. You got a problem with that? You got a problem with that? You should have kept your legs. Stop it, son. Stop it. You should have crossed your legs for another week to keep me from coming out on that time. You know what I mean? Girl. All right. I think. You know, and my my mother always tells a story. Oh, jeez. She always tells a story that when she was carrying me, she went to Burger King and had a Whopper. And in the only. Morning that she had morning sickness. It was following the Whopper. That oh. she, she threw chunks of Whopper all over oh, the world. That's nice. That's nice. I thought knowing, knowing that it was you, I, that perhaps like your little baby hand came out of her vagina and kept stealing her French fries. <laughs> <laughs> and to this day, <laughs> your little tiny little hand come out. <laughs> And to this day, she still cannot eat Whopper. Oh, and it's your fault that she brings and it up. And it's my fault. And it's your fault that she can't eat Whoppers because she was so thick after what you did. Yes. After what I did to her. No wonder you didn't get any, you know, cupcakes with ice cream cones on top. <laughs> tell the story, tell the story, tell the story. <laughs> my mother swears that for my sister and I, she used to make these um, cupcakes uh, that looked like ice cream cone or looked like clowns because they were a cupcake with an ice cream cone top and decorated with ice. My sister and I, my younger sister and I, neither one of us remember these. Now, supposedly the story goes that I had the cupcakes <laughs> in my second year my, my second grade year uh, for the whole class and my third grade year for the whole class and fourth grade year she took off I mean, she didn't do that oh, but my yeah. sister <laughs> but my sister started first grade first grade that year and uh, when she got into second grade she had a different teacher but supposedly these cupcakes were so notorious that my mother had to bring them in for my sister's second grade class 
and her third grade class. <laughs> the thing that's funny about this, too, is that I was in the room with Bradford and his sister over Thanksgiving. Neither one have any memory of these cupcakes whatsoever, which I'm sorry, they sound like they'd be a big-ass deal. But your mother kept saying, no, 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 and she kept describing them. And this kept came up several times over the weekend, and every time she described them, those cupcakes became more and more elaborate. There was some other thing on it, and there was some other treat involved. And the thing is, his and mother... And what horrible children we were for not remembering that... His mother doesn't cook, like, anything, right? She doesn't no, she... <laughs> like, nothing. So the fact that she made anything at all, it would have been an elaborate event. However, these are, like, the best cupcakes ever, and she'll never make them again, and the recipe has been burnt and, or, like, buried in the Ark of the Covenant, and if you open it, your head will explode. Because nobody deserves them anymore because her children are awful. No, my, my mother made, like, three things in life when in cooking. Reservations. One of, one of them was chicken with potato chips on top of it oh. that you baked in the oven. Uh, pineapple sandwiches. <laughs> pineapple sandwiches? Yes. It's two pieces of Wonder Bread, a oh slice and of, mayonnaise. Uh, a round oh pineapple you are so and mayonnaise. Ghetto. You are so southern ghetto. You are so gross. You are such a hillbilly. I knew it was mayonnaise. How did I know it was mayonnaise? That's so gross. It's like that. Because you've heard Jennifer talk her, about and her these mayonnaise, sandwiches. And, yeah, her mayonnaise sandwich. <laughs> or the banana sandwich. That's what it was. No, she, the pineapple. No, she talked about banana sandwiches. And banana sandwiches are. White uh, bread and mayonnaise and a banana. Her nana sandwich. With peanut butter. No, she didn't say anything about peanut butter because Elvis ate peanut butter and banana. She just was just banana and mayonnaise. Gross. People are disgusting. Yes, as <laughs> I guess she gave up cooking because you're so ungrateful. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, this was this was a person when, when my family decided to start saving money and stop eating out every night. I mean... They, they hired a cook yeah, because, <laughs> because it was cheaper to hire a cook than for us to continue to go out oh to, to dinner every week. But oh that, was their, that, that was their idea of saving money was to hire a cook to come in and, and provide dinner for us. So, oh so yes, for my mother to, have, yeah, uh -huh. to yeah. have provided I'm this sure maybe, elaborate... Maybe she asked cook to make them for you. <laughs> I slaved telling that woman how to do those cupcakes to look like the perfect clown. Each one unique. Each cupcake was unique clown. <laughs> well, that's uh, no. comes with no bugs in them. No, anyway. no, in fairness to my mother, in fairness to my mother, she would do holiday baskets that she would make with fruitcake and uh, yes. bourbon balls bourbon and rum balls, balls and <laughs> any other sort of like so special. So it was booze-related cooking. It was, all, it was yes. fine. Okay, that makes total sense. It explains so much about you, Bradford. Okay, that was my Super Psycho Sweet 16 and my Super Psycho Cupcake Cloud <laughs> stories. Thank you, Mr. Bradford. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Mwah. Y'all probably just are unsubscribing left and right. Welcome to my train wreck, baby. I guess we're getting out of control. I think we ought to tear this place down before the night gets old.
Patrick. This is Mikey. Uh, first of all, welcome back. I'm glad you're feeling better after your surgery and stuff. And you're ready, I already told you on Facebook that your voice sounds a little bit higher. And, yes, I do. Okay, uh, the story, I love Mom. the story. You know, it would be much, it could have been a little bit better if you had some music playing in the background and mm-hmm. then when the, the wolves howl to have the, the sound howling, you know, oh, that would add more sound effects and stuff. I mean, but great, but it was a great story, you know. I, I, I hope you do more of these when you do a few more of these in case, you know, you get sick again or something comes up and you can't do the burger because I love your reading of these stories and stuff. And I'm sure one day you're, you're maybe the career of uh, being a, a audio book reader would be great for you now because of your range and uh. acting and voices and stuff. So again, welcome back, Patrick. And, I'm glad you're back, and it's glad the show is back on full force. Thank you. Thank you again. No, thank you. Bye. Okay, Mikey, thank you again very much for calling in. And that, I believe, is Mikey from North Carolina, not West Virginia, as I normally say. And if it is Mikey from North Carolina, I haven't heard from you in a long time. Child, where have you been? Anyway, um, in regards to the story, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Um... What you did say, though, about adding sound effects and music, initially I was torn about that with Kelly's story last year, but when you listen to an audiobook, like from Audible or whatever, they don't do that. It's just the story. It's up to the reader to paint the picture because I guess then it becomes a radio play and then you have to go back and forth with the director and the producer about what sound to put where and what music to choose and blah, 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 and it would just tie up the whole process. And since uh, I'm looking into audiobooks as a career sideline and been submitting things, uh, submitting of voice auditions, I want to have samples. You know, I'm making samples to put on my uh, little webpage that I have there. And it's got to be in the actual standard format of an audiobook, so no sound effects. But I know exactly what you mean. I thought of that too. I'm like, the howls would be so great here, but then it's not an audiobook. Anyway, thank you for calling in. I see you've called in again. So let's get down to that, shall we? Oh, yes, we shall. Hey, Patrick, this is Mikey again. Mikey! Um, yeah. Answer to your question about the uh, yada yada BS and all that. I love it, you know. I love it, you know. There he is. That's what you, I mean, that's all the classic tonight's shows and stuff like that, you know, they do all the jokes, and talk about life at the That's beginning. That's true. That's a good point. The guests are, and then they fill up the end. I mean, the email is not a film, but the idea is now, whoever told you to put all the BS and yada yada at the end of the show, tell them where to stick it, you know? Come on. Are you standing in the highway? I, I love it, you know? <laughs> and the other thing is, you know, some of these podcasts I listen to, they always stick to the rule. Oh, well, you know, we're not going to go no more than an hour. Uh-huh. That's the best part, you know. That, to me, it sounds like they, everything is planned out. In your case, nothing's planned out. You know, I no. mean, you plan stuff out, but... It, well, it is, but it's not. You know. Not, not set in stone. 
Oh, another thing. Um, I don't know if you've forgotten. I did uh, put myself out there to do um, Barry Squad about that that particular movie. Super superheroes must die. You know. Oh, okay. I forgot. If you want me that. to go online here and tell them what why I feel I can, I would willing to take the shot. Okay. I will. Okay. Again, welcome back. Thank Hope you. you get, I'm typing into Netflix as we healthier. speak. Healthier. You know, I mean, you are healthy, but say hi to Brad. <laughs> Not mentally. And stay safe in New healthy. York. Bye. Bye. Mikey, thank you very much again, my little North Carolina lamb chop. Uh, sorry I got quiet at the end there, but I was pulling up Netflix because I know I added it to my queue and I couldn't remember if it was in, uh, the Instant Watch or the regular queue, but I found it all the way down at the bottom at number 486, which at the rate I watch movies, I would not see that movie until 2042. So I boosted it up to number five on the list and hopefully I'll be talking about it very soon. And in regards to what you were talking about in putting the, uh, the chatter section at the end, uh, overwhelmingly, the response has been to leave it the way it is. And you make a really good point that when it's a talk show or any kind of entertainment show, that stuff is up front. And then they bring on the guests or whatever. So you're absolutely right. Nobody brought that up. But I think what, they're t- what they were talking about mostly on this particular podcast, uh, School of Podcasting, by the way, shout out was informational things, things that are trying to teach you something. And they're like, God, I just want to learn how to program whatever. I just want to learn how to write this code. Could you just shut up and teach me what you're here to teach me? And that I totally get. When I listen to something informational, I do want to get to the meat. But um, <laughs> with me, it's all meat. Thank you, Mikey. Thank you very much for calling in. Thank you very much for the recommendation. And Probably before the end of the summer, you'll be up against the wall. God, they're throwing themselves in front of me now. Can you believe it? Oh, by the way, since it came up, this Mikey brought it up. Um, I put out a poll on various sources asking what people thought about this, this question. Should I move the chatter section to the back of the show? Because that's what this podcast is suggesting people might try. And I figure rather than do it, I put out a poll overwhelmingly, actually unanimously, no, not unanimously, overwhelmingly, the votes were for leave it the way it is. However, right behind in the writing category was inexplicably exploding vaginas. And followed by that with seven votes was in the butt. So I'm going to leave the chatter section where it is and I'll keep my eye out for exploding vaginas, and everything from now on will be in the butt. Because you asked for it. Oh, and Mikey, since I've got you on the phone, (gasps) what did you think about that tribal council where Philip got sent home? (gasps) Escandalo. Loved it. Hate him. Oh, the look on his face when he got when he realized what was happening and got that crazy blinky thing going on. Oh, 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 primetime gold. Excuse me. Oh, wait, wait, I forgot I'm doing a show. I forgot I'm doing a show, Mikey. People are 
listening, so I should probably just move on with the conversation. Okay. Okay. Next caller. Hello, Patrick. It's Jeff in California. I Hello, just Jeff. wanted to give you a quick call, say happy birthday. Yay! I know it's a special episode. Uh, happy birthday to Mr. Brad. Yay! Hopefully yeah. you don't go trade him in for a younger model. No, I don't please. think you would, but yeah, well, you never no, know. You kind of do things on a whim. Uh, don't really have much to talk about, so happy birthday. Enjoying the show. Yay! Uh, it never gets old. And, uh, yeah, again, thanks for reading my iTunes review on the show. That was pretty cool because I was sitting at work and just like, holy shit, holy shit, you read my review. You're a star. Uh, yeah, anyway, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Yay! Hey, Jeff, thank you very much for birthday wishes! Yay, Mr. Brad, he said happy birthday. Happy birthday! Not to me, to you! Happy birthday to you! Thank you! Yeah, it's Jeff. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> speaking thank of, you! Speaking of the older model. Anyway, uh, happy to read out your review. It was a great review. And thank you for reminding me. I'll get your prize pack out to you. Well, prize pack, like it's filled with crap. I'll get your little reward, your little... Thingy do, not your little thingy do. I don't want to know about your uh, little thingy do. I'll do as soon as possible, probably next week after my hangover leaves. Uh, which reminds me, I do believe it is time to read out yet another iTunes review. Dun, 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 dun. I need a theme song for that. Or I could just go dun, 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 every week. But I think, yeah, I'll just do that. Okay, so this week's uh, featured iTunes review is a five-star. It was put up in March by a little somebody named Monkey Archer. And Monkey Archer writes, Doesn't matter what I write, I still get no tiara. That is very true. That is unless I swipe one from my boyfriend. Okay, touche. All right. He goes on to say, Patrick provides one of the most entertaining podcasts around. After a few episodes, you truly get a feel of what a caring and fun person he is, almost as if he is your close buddy, or chum, or a compadre, or something like that. Oh, I'll be your something like that, monkey archer. Anyway, his knowledge and insight on the horror genre, genre is quite impressive, even though we can't pronounce that word. And there is something truly here there's truly something here for everyone, regardless of whether you like horror or not. He's one of those podcasts that I make sure not to miss, and I even keep the old ones to listen to again so that I can be reminded of some of the many movies that he recommends or warns against. Okay, thank you, Monkey Archer. Now, all you need to do is to like tweet me, write me, or even call me with your um, mailing address so I can send you a little something special in the mail because I am encouraging all of you to head over to the iTunes store and leave a review or at least a rating. Why am I going crazy for this right now? Well, I'll tell you because every time you do that, it improves you know, my standings in the iTunes algorithm. And the more attractive my algorithm is, the more likely I'll be put in a featured area and get more listeners and then, you know, get even more awesome than I already am. I know, I know, I know. It's hard to believe that I could even get more awesome. But you know what? There's always room for more. In my butt. What? No, no. Oh, God. Oh, sh- God. You know, just sometimes you just got to not put in your butt on the end of every sentence, Patrick. Anyway, thank you, Monkey Archer. Jeff, I'll be getting your prize package to you ASAP. Same to you, Monkey Archer. And the rest of you, get out there. Start reviewing, girls. Now, back to the voicemail. 
Hey, Patrick. It's Latasha. Latasha. I hope you're feeling better from your surgery. And I'm calling to wish you and Mr. Brad a happy birthday. It's really cool because me and my fiancé also have a shared birthday in October. Anyways, I hope you all have fun. Enjoy your day. And I'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Latasha, you remembered. You remembered our birthdays. Probably because I just posted it on Facebook, you know, like a total attention whore. But you remembered and you're the first one to get it in. Get the call in because there's there's been lots of people in. Never mind. Shut up. Shut up. Not you. The rest of them. All y'all. Shut up. The toss is too classy for that. Anyway, uh, that is very cool that you and your fiance have that same cool thing. And, you know, milk it for all it's worth because you get so many adorable points for that that people don't know what to do with themselves. So there you go. I don't know. That's really crappy advice. But you know what? It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Thank you very much, Latasha. Hey, Patrick. This is Trey. I just saw a really good horror film, and I wanted to call and recommend it for everyone, and maybe even put it, you know, put it against the wall to see if you'd like it too. Ooh. It's called Cold Prey Two. It's an Norwegian ah. horror movie, um, obviously a sequel to Cold Prey, and it's fantastic. Um, the first Cold Prey was about five kids in Norway who end up in an abandoned hotel that has a mm-hmm. crazy mountain man who starts killing them off one by one, and Cold you know, Prey Two happens. picks up exactly where the first one left off: the survivor uh-huh. being found, taken to the hospital. The crazy mountain man ends up at the hospital, too, and starts hunting her. It's a, it's a lot like Halloween, too. That's but this, everything about this movie is done perfectly. All the characters are likable and well-acted. Mm-hmm. The supporting characters are not obnoxious. They're sympathetic. The, the leads are brave, and it's uh, not easy to root for them. Um, and there's some really good tense scenes in this. This is real uh-huh. suspenseful, and it's not afraid to really make you wait for something to happen. I, I enjoyed that. Um, visually... It looks great. There are some really good angles and really good sound design. The director does a lot of stuff with this to make it a little bit unique and eerie. It mm. doesn't hurt that it takes place in a very snowy setting, so it has mm. a very cold feel to it. Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's really old-school 80s-style slasher, um, which, which I love, and so I'm glad that they're still making them, even if it is halfway across the world. Hey. So, Cold Prey 2, I definitely give it a recommend. Oh, Trey, 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 my little Texas sex pickle. Or, uh, well, maybe I should say my big Texas sex pickle. I don't really know. You're married. Anyway, whatever. But uh, you read my mind, baby. Cold Prey, that whole series is quite good. Um, I just actually watched the third one, which I didn't know existed until very recently. It's not great, but it's still better than a lot of the crap that's out there. But the first two uh, installments in the series, are fantastic. And uh, it's a shame they're not more widely available. I don't know why they're not on Netflix. You can buy the DVDs, but who's got time for that? Um, Yeah, I uh, remember when I watched Cold Prey 2, there was a point, two times, two times during the course of the movie where I realized that I had stopped breathing and had not breathed for like two minutes. And that's a great sign. Because I was like... Well, maybe you can come on and talk about it someday, Trey. Because, you know, what you're good for... Actually, I have to ask you on soon. i got to talk to you. But that's... Shh. Everybody talk amongst yourselves. That's that's not for public ears, eyes, whatever. Anyway, Trey, love you. Great recommendation. Love the movie. Love Cold Prey. I even like the kid playing with himself in the, in the, 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 the cabinet thing. <sighs> He's playing with a video game, you pigs. God, get your minds out of the gutter. God. Hey, Patrick, this is Robin. Ooh, hello, um, Robin. I just called to wish you and 
Mr. Brad, a happy birthday. Yay! I haven't called in a long time. No, you haven't. And I know I'm an annoying pain in your ass all the time. <laughs> um, I haven't really watched anything other than that series on Netflix, Hemlock Grove. I mm-hmm. like it. I don't know if you do or not. Um, people ought to look it up. Give it a try. Um, I guess that's it. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, Robin, thank you very much for calling in with birthday messages. Yay! Because I just never get tired of hearing happy wishes for my natal day. Whatever that is. Anyway, um, you are not a pain in my ass, girl. Simmer down now. Oh, but Netflix, uh, what, what are we talking about? The Netflix series, uh, Hemlock Grove. I started watching it, and I do like it so far. I saw up to the werewolf transformation, which, as we talked about on Facebook, was gooey. And I liked it. And I hadn't seen something quite like that before. And I really appreciated that. Um, I know a lot of people are talking smack about it. I just haven't had time to sit down and catch up with the episodes. But what I've seen so far, I've liked. And, you know, it's it, 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 check it out, people. Let me know. And no, what I say before, you were not a pain in my ass. No. Haven't you noticed? Everybody on Facebook is a pain in my ass. You know why? Because I'm a pain in their ass. You are not a pain in my ass. Betty is a pain in my ass, because she's like so perfect, she's like Marion fucking Pfeiffer, isn't she? She's the Marion fucking Pfeiffer of the podcast now. Don't tell her I said that, okay? Thanks. Hey, Patrick, it's Betty. <gasps> and oh God, she heard me. Your favorite brown nosers. <laughs> happy birthday to you and Mr. Brad. Happy birthday. Yes, Yay. and also, oh, oh. happy Cinco de Mayo, that's when we're recording this. Wait a minute. Oh, good, so you're drunk. Cheers. Oh, yeah. We're drinking beer this Mexican time. Mexican beer. Woo. Wait a minute. Olay. Ah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Evil Dead. We went to see that with uh, Steve. And Brandon. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, and about seven other people. Yeah, 11 of us all together. It was great. Wow. Uh, we had so much That's fun like the with it. state of Maryland. But and it probably had a lot to do with uh, going in a group and, and you know. Having yeah. fun with, with, with a group of people. Sure. Probably similar to how you feel when you go to a, a movie at a festival and you have the festival oh, crowd and it's a whole lot of fun. But then if you were to rent it at home and just watch it with yourself or somebody else, it might not be quite so fabulous. But Yeah, I hear you. But um, it, it definitely felt like it felt that it fits in that universe of the Evil Dead. So. Yeah, it had all the tropes. It had the necklace. It had the car. It had yeah, yeah, yeah. It was cool. Yeah. I, we we liked all the homages that the director did. I mean, you're never going to duplicate the original no, with Bruce not. Campbell's character. No. Although I think they could have picked someone a little more charismatic for the lead, or at least just had a little more fun. It was it was the a, male lead. Well, yeah, well, serious. A little dark. Yeah, it yeah. was a little dark. But anyway. But, yeah, that, so that's that. <laughs> and uh, we really enjoyed the incident at Bowling Ball Tree. Yeah, yeah great uh, job. You. Hopefully that's the correct title. Great job, Brian Wolford, yeah. on the story. And great job to you, Patrick, for reading it. Um, we thought your voice sounds, uh, I can tell a difference. We actually But not thought, in a bad way. No, in a very good way. We actually thought you sounded deeper, whereas people on Facebook were saying you sounded higher i don't know but yeah. it sounds great and Deep we high. would like some more All sounds dirty yes more story yes we love to have you read us stories. <laughs> and uh lastly the bay okay thank you for thinking oh. of derwin and i while you were watching it 
I don't remember much about it. So that says a lot right there. Yeah, yeah. it does. Yeah. I know Darwood was more overwhelmed than me, but yeah, I mean, it, it was an okay movie for found footage. It, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't great, but uh, it was filmed near us. Um, but don't blame us for the geography. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I I'm curious to hear what you have to say about the bay because I totally misread you with Scary or Die, so I don't know what the hell you're gonna like or, or hate. <laughs> Shut up, but uh, anyway, go, we're Mary. off now to watch some Hemlock Grove. I know you've started watching it, you've probably yes, already I'm... given your opinion on it. Yeah, we're about bit. four in, yeah, about four episodes in. We're about to watch number five. We're enjoying it, yep. All right, Patrick. And well, drunk. happy birthday again, and we Yay! will talk to you later. Bye. 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 Again, YouTube bucked the system by sending in an MP3 file through the email because you're 15 seconds over. What you should have heard by now is, but I'm too lazy to look up the sound file. So just pretend it happened and be ashamed. Okay, there was a lot of stuff to talk about. So um, let's start with me then. My voice, I believe it's a bit higher, but it's also more resonant. So I think that's what you mean by deeper. There's a dirty joke to make, and I just can't quite find it soon enough, so we're just going to move on. Insert whatever dirty joke you like. Insert is another great word. Observe. <laughs> Insert. Deep. Resonant. It's all good. It all sounds dirty to me. Deeper. Higher. <laughs> Faster go. Anyway, um, The Evil Dead. Yeah, I liked it for what it was. And again, I saw it in a crowd situation, and we had a good time. As soon as we got outside and I started thinking about it, it all started to fall apart. I, I kind of hated the switcheroo that they did at the end. Well, I'm dead, but no, I'm not with the girl. That was stupid. Sorry, if you haven't seen it by now, too fucking bad. And I did not like what they did with the mythology by tweaking it a bit. So then all of a sudden it was stealing stuff from Cabin in the Woods. Like, we need the five. He needs five. And they kept talking about him. I'm like, who's him? It's them. So they're fucking with the mythology. And that I didn't, pointlessly. And too much backstory. Way too much backstory. The Bay. I literally just finished that before I started to sit down and record these like last final voicemails. It, I was looking for you the whole time. I'm like, The Bay, the story of Betty and Durwood. And it was found footage. I'm like, this will be all your home movies. I'm like, this is us being gross. This is us being drunk and gross. This is us recording music and being absolutely perfect and gross. But it wasn't. Uh, but no, I, I thought it was okay. It, it, I don't know what was wrong with it. There's a few things. I mean, aside from the, the one girl that was in, who was the reporter, who was kind of the central figure, if there was a central figure in this, just, I could not stand her. That was a huge problem. A lot of other things I liked, a lot of visuals I liked, but there was no real momentum to it. And no real ending to it. And I don't get it. Did everybody in town die? Is there any survivors? Except... The Annoying Reporter Girl? Sorry, spoiler, but it's up front. It's in, we know this. Sort of. Um, I liked the special effects when they happened. I liked... Uh, some of the individual snippets. Because most of the movie, folks, it's taken from... It's not found footage from one source. It's from multiple sources. It's like from every camera that was confiscated the day of this tragedy. So some of the snippets are maybe just a minute or too long. And some of them are really quite shocking. Or tense, or whatever. And that I liked. The overall story I got bored with. Um, mostly because of the characterization. Also when it started to focus on one family. After a certain point, I got really bored. But what was really sad, I took the time to watch the uh, little 
mini documentary with the director Barry Levinson, who is a great, world-famous, Oscar-winning director. The way he talks, he's talking like he discovered found footage films. He's like, yes, we needed to find a way to tell the story, not with a regular film camera, but with people's cameras that they've recorded footage with. How am I going to do this? Well, I decided that what if somebody found all this footage and we spliced it all together into a movie that made sense? I'm like, where have you been, Barry? Because clearly it was not in the 21st century because even the Blair Witch Project was 1996 or something like that. So, Barry, suck a big one. Yeah, I got nothing else. But thank you guys for calling in. Thank you for birthday wishes. Thank you for years of years of brown-nosing excitement. And thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Why does it always come back to the Golden Girls eventually with me? That is just weird. Okay, you know what, everybody? When the show has devolved into me channeling my inner Rue McClanahan... Well, when, when does it ever not end that way? Anyway, when it's gotten to that point, it's time to wrap this puppy up for another week. Now, if you want to be like all these incredibly fun people who made the show even more incredible than it was going to be anyway, you can do your part and send in your voicemail or your email. You can call me at 347-767-3509 or you can write me at crew at screamqueens.com. You can like me on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter. And just to make a differentiation, now there are two Facebook pages or groups, depending. I get confused ones what, which one's what. One is called uh, you know, Scream Queens Horror Podcast. That is for fans of the show, and that is where I do updates. However, the other one, Screamers, with a Z, the official fan page, that's for you guys. That's for you guys to interact with each other. You'll get maybe some more exclusive updates than other people get. But for the most part, it's for you to chit-chat with each other since it's not really optimal on the other page. Now, I want to give us extra special thanks for everybody who called in, wrote in birthday wishes for me and Mr. Bradford. And also currently to everybody who's filling up my Facebook, you know, message page with gadoodles of birthday wishes. And it's not even 9 a.m. yet. What are you doing awake? Don't even ask. I have cats, okay? Those of you who have cats will understand. The rest of you, fantasize. I don't know. I got nothing. But hey, if you still want to make my birthday something special, the best gift that you can give me is to head on over to www.screamqueens.com. And that's Queens with a Z. And you can donate to the show. Now, of course, Scream Queens is and always has been uh, listener-funded. And it will continue to be so until I win the lotto. I'm just kidding. But anyway, if you'd like to make a donation to the show, I would greatly appreciate that. I do do this for free. I do do. Do do. And I do it out of love, but love can only pay the bills so much. So if you'd like to help, I will, I will give you kisses and snuggles. Or will not give you kisses and snuggles if that's what you don't want. You know, okay, whatever. I'm flexible. You have no idea how flexible. Why does this keep getting gross? You know why? Because it's my birthday. Gonna eat Fruit Loops. It's my birthday. Gonna eat Fruit Loops. I don't know what that means either. I've gone delirious. Probably because I'm up before noon. Uh, so, for next time, it is going to be our very special prom episode. Yes, sir, Bob. So we'll finally be listening to the incredible Dana Piro have a special feature on his musical Zombie Prom. And, 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 and we're going to have a very, very special guest. That's right. My real live date for my real live 
junior and senior prom. And we're probably going to talk about a movie, but I think talking about the prom might be nightmare enough. But uh, here's the thing, folks. Here's where I'm going to need your help because I'm kind of stuck. Believe it or not, I'm stuck thinking of a movie about prom that would be good for my date. You know, we've done Carrie. We've pretty much done prom night. We've done the best of prom night. We don't need to do that again. And uh, I'm kind of at a loss for things that would be fun to watch. So please let me know. Write me, tweet me, make me write bad checks. What's a good prom movie? What's a good prom movie for me to watch with my heterosexual date? Let me have it. All right, kitties. So until next time, continue to make the world a creepier place. And remember, as my grandmama used to say, Boy, I hope you're aware that insanity runs rampant through our family. It's true, especially in the males. Why, it's probably not going to be long before we're going to have to cut you away in one of those special homes. Just like we did with your daddy and your granddaddy. You won't know who you are or who you're talking to or what's going on. And you'll spend your days drooling in a dribble cup. Pooping in the sheets and taking sponge baths from Caribbean home aids. Ah, well. Happy birthday. Bye. I go hunting for witches. Heads up, calories to roll. Some of the music for tonight's program has been provided by Mavio's Music Service. Check them out at music.mavio.com, bitches. <laughs> in the V8. In the V8. Now I'm not in the V8. Now where's the V8 at? See now we're cutting off at the top. That means we got, but we had the flat line. I thought that was bad. Ba 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 ba. Now we got cats. Ba 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 ba